0: Five. Continuing the Life of David, First Samuel, Chapter twenty five. we've seen that here David had truly won a, won a great victory in chapter 24 and it was uh, here that David had the opportunity where he could have taken Saul out and, and taken over the kingdom and, and, uh, taking his rightful place, but had not done so and and had stayed true to character of of who who David was and truly it would have been a blemish if he would have done that to Saul and and so God and had uh, been working in his heart and obviously David was listening and and uh allows uh God to take Saul out the way that he wants to and and uh allow David to walk into the throne the way that he should and and uh and we see his character when he made the statement in verse 13 of chapter 24 but mine hand shall not be upon thee and uh, here we know that uh, he uh, respected the position that that Saul was in and so uh, it tells us then that David swearing to Saul and Saul went home but David and his men got them up under the hole because here David in all of his character he did realize that Saul didn't have much character, and and so he wasn't going to come back, and and uh, he didn't trust Saul, and and there's good reasons why he didn't, and but then we get into chapter 25, and last message we looked at were the first three words of chapter 25, and Samuel died, and now when when we see this happen, we're we're going to see the, I I, I titled the whole message the subtlety of Satan. And, and how subtle he is, and how patient he is. And, and in the, the next first 17 verses, we're going to see the trap that, that has been laid. And uh, Samuel has died, and so here here's, uh, uh, David has come off a, a truly a big victory, and shown his character, and, and has walked with God, made a right decision about what to do with Saul and and to allow God to do the work in his life and and then we right immediately after that happens we see an attack come and uh, Samuel dies now Samuel was a big support of David and I'm sure that David looked to him many times but we do know for a fact that when he fled the the uh, uh, kingdom the, the one time that he went to Samuel and sought refuge from him and and so I'm sure that, that Samuel was there many times to remind him of the promises of God and to remind him of that day that he was anointed to be king and, and to continue to encourage him to live as he should and, and be a good representation of the king that is, is going to take over God's chosen nation and now all of a sudden we see that he's dead. And all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know of very many times in Scripture when, and, and, I, and I know it's talking about ge, uh, geography here, but never do you see it very often does it mean something good when somebody goes down. And we think about Jonah and we know that uh, you can see that used many times in Jonah's life. How he went down, and and none of that was good. And 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 here we see that David physically has taken off, and he's gone down. But you can also imagine the 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 mental problems that he's having now, thinking here here was the the one refuge that I had, the the one spiritual leader that. That even Saul was was pretty much afraid of, and and didn't want any part of, and and didn't want to deal with, and and uh, here he is gone, and so now mentally he's having these problems, and spiritually follows along with that. Where where our mind goes, our body goes, and 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 our spirituality is going to go out the door if we uh, allow to be led by our emotions or allowed to be led by our heart, and and. Uh, following our own heart and and we see that this is some of the things I believe that's happening to David and it's here that we see the subtlety of Satan and trying to do what he can to destroy the plan that God has and so where does he go but he goes down to the wilderness of Paran and there was a man in, in Maon whose possessions were in Carmel and the man was very great very wealthy And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal. I don't know if, if dad and mom just didn't like him when he was born or what, but his name means foolish or senseless. And so they name him Nabal, and Nabal lived up to his name. And the name of his wife was, was Abigail, and Abigail means "My father is joy." Really, just the polar opposite of of Nabal is who this was, and she was a woman of good understanding, she was prudent, she was wise she 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 uh, understood the workings of things, she understood uh, things about God and and obviously she loved the lord and and uh, was trying her best to serve him even in this a uh, bad situation with this this husband and and of a beautiful beautiful countenance and she was beautiful but the man was curlish he was rough he was rude he was hard and and uh it, he he was one of those guys that if he was in business he always ended up on top and his his yes didn't always mean yes his no didn't always mean no and and he would do business and and it was always to make sure that he was going to have the betterment of the business deal whatever it may be and he was very hard and in his ways and evil in his doings and he was of the house of Caleb and he was a Jew here he was a part of that nation and here we see that he was a hard man and David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. David sent out ten young men, and David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall you say to him that liveth in prosperity, Be both to thee, and peace to be, be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast shear, uh, shearers, now thy shepherds which were with us, we heard them not, neither were there aught missing unto them. All the while they were in Carmel. So I'm not sure what, what took place, and, but it does seem that, that there was some kind of agreement that while the, the sheep herders and, the, and these men with the sheep were there in Carmel, that David was there and that uh, he and his men were helping protect the sheep. And they were keeping the Philistines away. And they were keeping those that might try to rob them. And they were keeping the wild animals away also. And, and, and guarding these sheep while they were there in Carmel. And, and, and so here they are. They're doing this. And, and he says, "'Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes. For we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand.'" unto thy servants and to thy son David. And so now he comes and he says, look, we're hungry. We need something to eat. We need some of the sheep. And and we've been guarding them. And and this is a part of the deal. And this is a part of that wage or whatever it is, maybe that they had decided together. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David and ceased. And then here comes that, that terrible gut feeling you get. Whenever you've made a deal with someone and they're not honest, and, and uh, I, I like the old Texas saying that, that uh, <clears throat> a, a good old boy deal is only as good as they're both good old boys. And uh, here we see that one of them was not such a good old boy, was he? And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is this son of Jesse. There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those sayings. I, 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 I I think that you can see a little bit of David's leadership in these men. They're young men, but these are bloody men. These guys knew how to fight. They had been fighting most of their lives. They had been running from Saul, and and I'm sure that there were times, and we already know this, that they were telling David at times, "You need to stand up to this Saul, and and you need to rightfully take over the the throne, and and we can be done with this quickly. Let's just end this today." And and he and he's holding them back. It's kind of like holding back a uh, I don't know a bunch of, uh, of of a pack of dogs that you have to protect you. And and he's holding them back. And here they come in and they say, "Hey, David, David is asking that we have some of these, and was very polite and how they did it and." And here Nabal in all of his ignorance and in, in his, his senselessness a, a, and, and truly in his, in, in his curlishness doesn't matter who is David. He's just another servant that's broken away from his master. And these young men, I believe based on the leadership of David, turned their way and went again. And so and they told David, and David said unto his men, "Gird ye on every man his sword." And they girded on every man his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about four hundred men, and two hundred abode by the stuff. <laughs> I think he meant business. I think that here we have here we have the subtlety of Satan, because you think about the great victory that he had had in chapter 24, did not kill the king and has been very humble in his walk and respecting the position. And then uh, all of a sudden you have that great victory and then you see the attacks coming. You you see that not not necessarily attack, but here Samuel dies and, and as he's dealing with the loss of Samuel, Satan is there watching this and and knowing that God has these plans for David to be the king, and 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 his host, the demons had watched Samuel anoint him to be king, and and so now he knows that that David is the one that that uh, is going to be the king, and part of God's will, and 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 Satan, being as smart as he is, probably uh, uh, has. Uh, maybe guessing or thinking about what what David will be later on in 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 uh, God's plan, and so now he starts looking at a way that he can destroy him, and so he's really watching David, and and he sees him dealing with this loss of Samuel, and and then he watches him go down, and he watches him go down physically, he watches him go down mentally, he watches him go down spiritually, and he says, now I got you, now I'm going to work on you. And I'd like to introduce you to one of my men. And his name is Nabal. And we're going to do everything we can, David, to put a blemish on your record, to put a blemish on your testimony, and to ruin you before you can ever become king of Israel. You're going to blow it. You're going to blow it in this position and in this situation and how you need to understand what, what God is, is uh, 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 trying to do for you, I'm going to show you that, that I'm going to destroy that in your life. It tells us in Proverbs 16 and verse 32, and it truly is something that all of us need to listen to, and all of us need to make sure that we're applying this to our lives. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Oh, how careful we need to be in letting our anger take over and, and letting our anger start ruling us and, and, that, and, and all that is is our flesh trying to take over and, and we know and understand when we do that we're going to make some really bad decisions and, and we're going to do some things that could ultimately ruin our testimony and here Satan is throwing these things up trying to do this with David and trying to ruin the, the, the kingdom before he ever is able to take over kind of reminds me also in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41 Jesus knew that that morning he was going to be taken and knew by the end of the day that he was going to be crucified on that cross and and he goes out and he's praying knowing of the great spiritual battle that's taking place at that very moment and here he is he's praying and has those men with him and wanting them to, to pray also and, and, and knowing that if, if they would spend this time praying that, that they could have a great victory during this gruesome time that they're going to see and, and He goes back to them and He sees them sleeping when they ought to be praying. And He goes back and He wakes them up and then He goes back and He prays again and comes back the second time and the third time and and he remember what He said in verse 41. He said, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, how many times do we see that we we may have come off of a great victory and then it just seems as soon as you do, then you have that attack. And, and, And you have the... All of these things that are going on around you, and and then maybe all of a sudden, when, when here you are, you're upset and you're, and you're feeling like you're you're being closed in on and you're, and you're, the, the anger is mounting and the frustration is mounting, and then all of a sudden you run into a person like Nabal. Don't think that that's coincidence. And here we see that the temptation is severe david says you know what i have had enough i I have been running i have been hiding in a cave i I am the rightful heir to the throne god has anointed me this and here i am hiding like i'm some some wild animal and and saul is after me and i i let him live samuel has died now i've had to move on and 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 i come into this other part of the country and now i got to deal with a man like nabal we've had enough Mount up, guys. We're going to kill him. I am sick and tired of this guy. And and it's one man with with his shears. And we'll even leave 200 guys behind. But we're going to take 400. And we are going to kill him and every son that he has. We're going to wipe his line off the face of the earth today. I am sick and tired of this. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. But the men were very good unto us, and we were not hurt, neither missed we anything, as long as we were conversant with them when we were in the fields. They were a wall unto us, both by night and day, all the while, while we were uh, with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what thou wilt do, for evil is determined against our master, And against all his household, this is the respect he had from his own servants, for he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. He is to the foolish point where he won't even listen to anyone. He won't listen to those that are trying to tell him and and help him. And and here we see the, the mind of a foolish man. But as I was reading this and giving thought, I wondered how well would would I do and, and how well would I respond to this kind of affliction. I mean, I think about just what David was going through, and I think I would probably lose my testimony in just that and probably just want to get it over with and have a fight with Saul. And best man win. But Job, I'm, I'm in Job in... in uh, my devotions now and remember his, his wife told him in, in job chapter 2 and verse 9 this is what his wife said then said his wife unto him dost thou still retain thine in- integrity curse God and die but he said unto her thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh what shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil shall, shall we not as even as believers today, Will there not be times where we have good things given to us by God, but will God not also allow us to go through bad times? Yes. Yes, He will. And shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. That's that's responding in a pretty good way. Here, Here was David, and he wasn't responding quite that way. Remember, I, we use the example of, of Jesus there in Matthew, but also in, in that same context over in John chapter 18, and, and here preparing to, to go to that time where, where he is going to be crucified, then, uh, and, and here Peter comes in and he cuts the ear off of Malchus as they're getting ready to take Jesus away. And Jesus said unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? I mean, Jesus Himself, how, how did He respond to a- affliction? We know that it drove Him to the cross. And we know that He continued and, and did exactly what it was that, that God wanted Him to do. And, and then Paul wrote in Romans 11, in verse 36, For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Oh, we see that here Here, Satan brings this up and brings Nabal in his way and, and tries to get him to respond in a way that is not right and, and God is allowing Satan to do this in David's life because here, first of all, he wants David to know that that in the flesh there is no good thing, David, You need to understand that any time that you react and and respond in the flesh, you are going to fail and you are going to blow it. and, And not only are you going to mess up your life, but you're going to mess up the entire kingdom and you're going to end up messing up my plan that I have for you and so do not respond in the flesh, David, but you need to watch and you need to pray that you enter not into temptation. And, and the best way to learn that is, is I'm going to allow you to go through it so that you can learn from experience and know how to respond to men like Nabal that is foolish and senseless. And, 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 and look, you've got better things to do than worry about him. So do we. So do we. Oh, so often we we want to respond and, and 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 we want to continue to fight against that which is foolish and senseless and and God is showing us and telling us we got better plans for you than that quit listening to what satan is wanting you to hear and quit quit consuming over those things and and and, and instead you need to learn and, and and walk with me and trust me and and allow the foolishness to go by well then we go on and we see the trial and and I think it's a trial, not only in David's life, but also there's a trial going on in Abigail's life to trust the one that she's serving. She's serving God. She loves the Lord. She she wants the best things that, that God has. Then Abigail uh, made haste and took 200 loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready dressed and five measures of parched corn and 100 clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of figs and laid them on asses. And she Uh, said unto her servants go on before me behold i come after you but she told not her husband nabal and it was so as she rode on the ass that she came down by the covert of the hill and behold david and his men came down against her and she met them now david had said surely in vain have i kept all that this fellow hath in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that pertained unto him and he hath requited me evil for good so and more also do god and the enemies of david if I leave of all that pertain to him, by the morning light, any that pisseth against the wall. When Abigail saw David, now, now we see the wisdom. We, we see David is ticked. And, and you think about what, what he's done, what he's already seen in his life, and, and, and death is nothing to him. I mean, he's been dealing with this now for years, and, and to take this man's head off would mean nothing. <clears throat> But he runs into this beautiful woman who comes and has all of this food prepared, ready to be taken and offered to him and to be used at that very time. And and we see that when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. She humbled herself and recognized that and, and let him know that she saw and recognized that he would be king. And so she was humble in what she was doing. Totally opposite of Nabal. And fell at his feet and said upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. Let not, my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst sin. The humility, and then she comes, and she tells David, David, in the wrong that he's done, put it upon me. Put it upon me. I... I, I can only imagine what what david is thinking right now i I mean you think about this man of war this man that that has been dealing with all of this stress and then here he is samuel's just died he moved in here ran into nabal and, and he's ready to take him out and then all of a sudden he sees this this lady to to come and a young lady and gets off of the donkey and and bows and recognizes him as the rightful king that he will be and and says take it upon me and and, and allow me to take the punishment for my husband because he is foolish and senseless and and knows nothing about what he's doing and and you, can you not see how how David in the in the man of valor that he was would see something like this and And you could almost see his his countenance starting to change. And thinking, wow, look at the bravery of this woman. Look at the love that she must have for her family. I am certain that he admired the bravery and the courage that she had. And so here, and now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my lord let it even be given unto the young men that follow my lord i pray thee forgive the trespass of thine handmaid for the lord will certainly make my lord a sure house so now she goes further so first of all she comes in humility she says if you have to kill someone then just kill me and forget all about nabal forget about who he is and Don't worry about him. And then she says this, I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid." So now she goes further. David, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me also? For the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house. David, you are going to become king. But then look at the next statement. Because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord. And evil hath not been found in thee all thy days. David, would you forgive me and my family for the wickedness and the senselessness of my husband? David, you're going to be king. And you have bigger battles to fight. You are fighting the battles of the Lord. And evil hasn't found you. In all your days, your testimony has been good. Your testimony has been pure. And you will be a leader of this kingdom that that people are going to follow. But David, what you're getting ready to do is not a good thing. Yet a man has risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul. David, I know that Saul has been after you, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God and the souls of thine enemies... Them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee, and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel, that this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord. <clears throat> Either that thou hast shed blood causeless, or that my Lord hath avenged himself, but when the Lord shall have dealt well with my Lord, then remember thine handmaid. Remember the goodness of God and how good he's been to you, David. And David, I would ask that you forgive me and you show good to us, even though my husband is foolish. And then we see that, and and, and I think this is a fulfillment and maybe this is why Solomon uh, wrote this proverb and and later on maybe his dad uh, taught this uh, proverb to him. In Proverbs 25 and verse 12, it says, As an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. You need to be wise in your reproving, but you also need to be obedient in your hearing, in listening to what someone is telling you. Well, we have an example of just that. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day, to meet me. I can, I can understand more and more as we learn more about David why God said that he was a man after his own heart. He was passionate about what he was doing, but he was also quick to come back when he was convicted. And even when he was brought to the point where where, where he was confronted about his sin, he was quick. Than to repent of that. Even when the, the sin of Bathsheba, that here he was trying to hide that and cover it up, and he said that, you know, and he gave testimony that, that his bones were hurting and he had no energy and he groaned at night because of the, the conviction and the, and the pressure that God's hand was upon him. But as soon as Nathan came and said, David, you are the man, and he repented to God immediately. Tender about it. Here we see that he was again. Blessed be thy advice. And so he gives God the glory, and then he he thanks uh, Abigail for what she had done. And blessed be thou which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with my own hand. For in very deed, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which hath kept me back from hurting thee, except thou had hasted and come to meet me, surely there had not been left unto Nabal by the morning light any that pisseth against the wall. So David received of her hand that which she had brought him and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice and have accepted thy person. How blessed is it when we see the right thing take place and the right kind of response during a trial. And that is what we see here. At first in this trial, we see that his response wasn't correct. God brings someone into his life and, and helps him to, to, to bring that and, and uh, bring him back to where he needed to be. And in our lives, too, we have that. And, and there are many times where we are quick to react and, and we're getting ready to do something. And so often we see that God brings someone or brings a verse to convict us of, of what's going on in our lives at that time. And, and he does so to remind us of who we are and how quickly that we can lose our, our testimony. To the rest of the world. But then we also see the time of recompense in these next few verses. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house, like the feast of a king, and Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he is very drunken, wherefore she told him nothing less or more until the morning light. You know, I got I gotta stop there for just a second. <clears throat> I just got a call today, actually, while we were here while everybody's practicing choir and my nephew, 36 years old, in the hospital, his pancreas is bleeding, his liver is bleeding because of alcohol. You want to know why I hate it? Do you want to know why I never see anything good come from that nasty filth? Because of something like that. A wife, two kids... Neither one of them, even teenagers yet. They don't know if their dad's even going to make it out of the hospital. And I see people all day long thinking that that junk is okay. And they're destroying their lives. Nabal was foolish and senseless and a partier. It's shameful. It truly is shameful. Shameful. If we name the name of Christ and we act like Nabal, God help us. God help us if we do. And here we see that this, this senseless character, she waited until he was sober. But it came to pass in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal and his head was splitting wide open and his mouth was full of cotton, And he just hated life. He was just given another reason to hate it even more. And his wife had told him these things that his heart died within him and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about 10 days after that the Lord smote Nabal that he died. Let him lay there. Let him lay there for 10 days before he finally took him out and then began his suffering forever 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 the foolish man the foolish man you know i i hate to say it but there are some times where we as believers we we think that you know what that judgment on some of these evil people will probably never see it You know what, there are times when you do get to see it. Nabal got just exactly what he deserved... He made a mockery of God. He made a mockery of the nation. He made a mockery of his family. He made a mockery of, of, of everything that, that he stood for or what he should stand for. And he was foolish and he was senseless and he lost his life. And here he was partying and having a good time when his wife was the one making intercession for him, trying her best to save his life and to save the family and to save everything that he had. And all he could think about was eat, drink, and be married. See, he died. When the servants of David were come to Abigail to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent unto us to thee to take thee to him to wife. She arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth, and said, Behold, let thine handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and rose and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her, and she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they were also both of them his wife. And, and and so here we see the end of it. She becomes the wife of a king. He's dead in the grave. Still suffering today in an eternal hell. And she died the wife of a king. Oh, how we need to see and understand how we handle a trial. You see there there are times where where we're going to, to see the trap that later on we're going to see how Satan had set a trap and how we need to understand how we respond to this trap and, and respond to the trial and how we need to make sure that we respond correctly because there will come a time of recompense. We'll pay for that. Oh, let us be careful. Let us walk cautiously. Let us watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for what it means to us and the wisdom that it gives us and the direction and the protection. And Lord, the more we know, the more we're accountable for, but the, the more we know, the more equipped we are also and how we can fight the, the fiery darts of the devil and how we can be equipped with all of the armor and, and be strong in that. And Lord, I pray that you help us. Help us to be those kinds of believers that walk cautiously and we take heed to that which is around us and constantly watching for Satan who's that roaring lion. And Father, I pray that you help us to redeem the time and that, Father, you'll be pleased and honored with us. Help us, Lord, to take the messages that we've heard today in the Connections class, the kids' classes, the junior church, our morning worship service, tonight's service, and even in the time of fellowship and praying and talking with one another, that we use all of this to strengthen us and prepare us for this week to be what you want us to be. Help us not to go out of here not paying attention, but live our lives this week cautiously watching in looking for those opportunities that you give us. And Father, you give us victory over those times of temptation. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.